I'm Jordan. And I'm Donnie. And this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment. How we find it. Where we put it. And why we're into it. Welcome to Apartment 26. Welcome to the Promised Podcast episode. <laughs> Over the past couple episodes, we've been talking about stuff that maybe we've regretted purchasing or that we're happy that we didn't spend as much money on as we thought we would. And so this is that episode where we talk about all of those things. But mainly about patience. Yeah, when we started talking about like how much money we'd spent on things, we realized that wasn't actually compelling and that the overall... Um, theme, I guess, was that all of those things were purchased when perhaps we should have spent a little bit more time thinking about the decision. And it was those split second kind of forced decisions that we've made that ended up being our purchase regrets. Mm. Because I think the, the reason that I want to buy things kind of fast is that online you see all of these like before and afters and it seems like all that stuff happened in a day and sometimes it does actually happen in a day (laughs) because the way that Instagram influencers have to work (laughs) like it's super crazy um but you know designers have teams and designers like professionally curate things Mm -hmm. and really the look that I think we are going for most of the time is sort of a collected over time eclectic vibe Mm. which means that actually we just have to collect things over time. It's the first time you've defined it in any sense, but I'm into it. That's good, because that's, that's what it is. It's <laughs> happening, and you live here. Um, so yeah, I think, especially when we moved in, there was this feeling of needing to buy a bunch of stuff all at once, because we didn't have things. Yeah, and that being said, we had some things that felt like a necessity. You know, um, like for me, jump right in, was the dresser. Uh, so I had dressers everywhere I moved, not as like an actual part of the agreement of me moving into these rented spaces. It just so happened that people left dressers. And it was really always very convenient for me. Uh, but when I moved here, that wasn't the case. I left the dresser I previously had in Bushwick back in Bushwick because it wasn't very good. Um, and so when I moved here, it took me a while to get one. I had been really thinking of this, like, platonic dresser right like this nice cool wooden thing that i would find at a thrift store or it would find me um and that just wasn't happening and my stuff was on the ground for a while so finally i broke down and just bought like a pretty good one from wayfair uh, it took me some time to think about it i was between two and finally just chose like the one that was a little less expensive i mean i think i kind of forced that decision too by being like everything that is still left on the floor at the end of the week is getting thrown away and it just so happened that that was like all of your clothes yeah because there was a point i think when we moved that like most of the stuff was away and then some of it wasn't and we were like we have to do something about this right now yeah yeah i felt a little manic for sure especially like before we had the ac thanks mom and dad uh (laughs) we had like you know the fan going and then my clothes are on the floor and then i don't know if we got in the laundry basket yet which is its own topic of conversation later is yeah there was a lot going on so finally i was like all right i'm gonna get the dresser and i'm gonna take care of this one problem which is predominantly my problem and then the dresser became its own problem so it was a prefab piece of furniture from wayfair and it was pretty standard like deceptively standard 
but it's had all these little kinks to it like the runners wouldn't fit or the uh i don't even know how to describe it the parts that were supposed to be the drawers like the drawer bottoms i suppose for lack of a better term just wouldn't stay in place even after super gluing and gorilla gluing and super gluing again they still kept popping out and i was trying to be really conscious of how much weight i was putting in it but they still just kept sliding out of place it was insane it was really deceptive too because it wasn't like a cheap piece of furniture. No. I think I spent less on my Ikea dresser, which I've had for a long time and I've had great success with. And like, we've built a lot of prefab furniture yeah. in our time. So it's not like we fucked up the building of the thing. It just like was not a nice thing. Yeah, no. And it just like was defective from the beginning and despite all of our efforts continued to be defective. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, hated it and lived with it for like a year and a half. And every morning I'd get up at like 6 a.m. to go teach. And I'd just like keep fucking trying to open this thing. I just dealt with it because I didn't want to, I didn't want to buy another one. You know, it was fairly expensive. Um, and then in Housing Works, we decided, I forget. Yeah, it was Housing Works and it was like Thanksgiving because Dylan oh, yeah. was here and you and he carried it. That's right. I forgot about that because we subwayed it. Yeah. Oh, man. Heroes. Found this dresser, which was, it, well, not was, is, we still have it, uh, just like really beautiful. Uh, Jordan, you think it's handmade? I do. Just... It has dovetail joints in the drawers and the runners are made of wood and all of the um, screws mm-hmm. that hold the hardware in are mismatched. So it really looks like a piece of furniture that someone like made and passed down and then like their grandkids just got sick of it and donated it to housing works yeah and it was forty dollars yeah way cheaper than this prefab shit um so jordan totally redid it and it was cool and it was something that i started using a little bit to try to relieve some pressure from the shitty one i moved some of my sweaters some of my, like heavier stuff in there i got to the point where i just had two dressers which is like too many dressers <laughs> i never want to live a life in which i have two dressers full of clothes um and it was also at a point where we were really donating stuff i went on a pretty conscious donation run with things i wasn't using and i realized that there were a lot of clothes that just didn't really fit me or that i just wasn't really wearing anymore um and so i gathered those up and did a big overhaul of my wardrobe and got it so that everything uh I own clothing wise could either fit in this dresser which was smaller i went from the wayfair with six drawers i believe and then this is a three drawer dresser um or i could hang it up in the closet because i realized i still had a lot of closet space and did that and then sold the wayfair dresser to someone who just moved to the city for college and to be fair i did everything in my power to let them know how bad it was yeah uh, we weren't like out on craigslist trying to rip off children yeah no i sold it for 70 then she asked for 60 and she came and i showed her all the things i was like this is gonna stick and this might fall out on you and she's like great fine don't care uh and yeah i mean i've been there that like manic first move to the city is pretty real and maybe she had all her clothes on the floor and just needed somewhere to put them (laughs) uh and 60 bucks i mean is a steal for a six drawer dresser even if it sticks on you so uh good luck and good riddance in terms of that but i think to speak to what you said yeah a lot, some of it is driven by these split second responses to need. And to be fair, it was a serious need to get all my clothes off the floor, especially back at that point when I had enough clothes for two dressers. <laughs> but I think also, like, 
that that was kind of an extreme example. There was a lot of stuff on the floor, but I think like the laundry basket, which we had a bit of an episode with, mm. we could have probably used like a garbage bag or something to take our laundry to the laundromat or for a, a couple of weeks or a suitcase or, you know, like something. But with the laundry basket, I think the day we moved, we went to Home Goods because we needed like yeah. silverware and like a, a drying rack and <laughs> just like stuff that Home Goods is really good for. Mm-hmm. And neither of us had brought a laundry basket. And so in that moment we were like oh this is very necessary and like we should make this move right now and i have this weird thing where i refuse to purchase a laundry basket that says like laundry or like bubbles or has some sort of reference to what it's for because like we get it we know what it's for so there were like only three options in home goods that didn't have that sort of feature to it and i picked one because i was like oh we just like need this and it was fine it was canvas and it like had handles which i think was big for us because mm-hmm. we don't have laundry in the building we have to go to the laundromat by which i mean donnie has to go to the laundromat because i hate the laundromat and <laughs> so i was like oh this is gonna be like fine and like good i didn't actually like the way it looked i think it was like blue chevron <laughs> um and i was just like we gotta get out of here we gotta like buy all these things and then take them back on the subway whatever and then it just started going really poorly. Like yeah. all the handles broke. It started getting kind of dirty because like it's a public laundromat. You're like putting it on the ground. Our workout clothes are in there. We were trying to like wash it in our tub and then like dry it out, but it was all made of canvas, so it took so long to dry out. And yeah. yeah it was it, a fiasco. It was a bad situation. And finally, I was just in Home Goods one day looking for something else, and I ended up going past the laundry aisle, and I espied uh, <laughs> the laundry basket we currently have, which was like, I think they were both $20. Like, neither of them were investment pieces <laughs> by any means. But this one has like a metal form to it that has the handles on it. Mm-hmm. And then there is a bag that goes inside of that. that a sack, I believe. A sack, the technical yes. Term. Um, that also has handles so you can take the sack out and take the sack to the laundromat Mm -hmm. and that's so much easier because it's not like a rigid shape so you can just toss it into the washer along with the clothes and really I feel like our lives have been changed Mm -hmm. it's great great. and really like that whole situation could have been avoided if I had just like chilled for a sack Mm. yeah I mean I think there's something to it it felt complete i don't know complete is maybe a weird word homey to bring that word back not homely uh to have a laundry basket you know we were moving in as partners as our first shared space you know and something about it was like oh we're doing this thing together so we should obviously have a laundry basket because now we're adults Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so i think that was playing into it and it wasn't super like uh material necessity like the dresser felt but i think there was an emotional necessity to it for sure But I think something we forget, actually, is that we waited on purchasing the couch. Mm. Because when we moved in here, we were pretty stoked because this was the first time we hadn't shared space with roommates. And so everything felt way bigger because it was all going to be our space. And so we were thinking about, mostly I and you just like weren't stopping me. (laughs) But we were thinking about buying a seven foot long couch. Mm. 
And we have a wall that that couch could have gone on. It felt like, oh, this is like probably going to be fine. It would just be the couch wall. Right. Um, and it was $1,000. And for some reason, I was like, that's fine. This is an investment. <laughs> like, this is going to be fine. This is adulting. Right. Um, we'll just have this couch for a really long time. I'll love it forever and ever and ever. <laughs> and really... The reason we didn't buy it was because it had been on a BuzzFeed list and so it had sold out. And I was waiting because I was waiting for it to come back Mm. and be back in stock. And then we lived like that for about a month, Mm -hmm. I want to say. We just didn't have a couch. And it kind of became clear that it wasn't coming back in stock and that we probably needed to buy a couch one day and so i started looking at like all of these other couches and sending you links and like usual you were like no that one is crazy that one is fine (laughs) (laughs) narrowing it down Mm -hmm. and the one we ended up with you didn't even like initially you had said no and then i went through every other couch on the internet and i was like really though are you sure you don't like this one yeah that's true i think actually Upon further reflection, my initial disdain for our now lovely couch was its size, because what we ended up with is smaller technically than a couch. And in my mind, I don't know that I needed seven feet ever, but in my mind, I was thinking, oh, a couch would be like a couch, you know? Now that I'm thinking about it, capital C couch. That was probably a 10 foot long couch. Because I remember my one concern was like, are we going to be able to get it up the stairs? And I was going to take a measuring tape out there and have it be like, 10 feet long and see if I could like pivot the measuring tape up the stairs. Mm. But yeah, point being, we ended up getting a love seat mm-hmm. and it's a pretty popular one. It's, um, we'll put a picture in the show notes, but it's from World Market and it's always on those like best couches for 500 and under lists. Um, <coughs> Donnie is also sick during the recording of this podcast. That wasn't an actual sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a weird 500 under sound effect. <laughs> um, and What drew me to this couch, and I think is better than the one we were looking at, is that it has a pretty vibrant color. It's like Mm. a teal green color. And especially when this room was a white box, that was a really solid move for us Mm. to get a brightly colored couch and like put some color in here. And I think it, it worked out really nicely. It was way cheaper, which was definitely the move in retrospect. And also because it's smaller, it's actually like fits the scale of the room, which is design appropriate but it allowed us actually about a year ago maybe six months ago to like turn around the orientation of our room which is working way better for us as well (laughs) so that flexibility was really useful and if we had like made the snap decision right when we moved in we would have really messed that up Mm -hmm. the other thing is Waiting often will allow you to kind of time your purchase the right way, especially with something as big as a couch. So furniture goes on sale a lot, usually like in rhythm with holidays, because really any like reason a store can have a sale, they will. So we purchased this couch at the 4th of July sale, which like why? I don't know. But um <laughs> It was four ninety nine, and then they were offering free shipping that weekend, which is nice because shipping furniture can be kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. And there was like a ten percent off deal also, so we effectively like didn't pay tax for it. So it was actually five hundred dollars, and that worked out really nicely. So I'm glad that we waited on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were pretty much 
taking charge of that. I was in Pittsfield for the 4th of July. That's true. So I can't really speak to that purchasing piece of it. But you were here when it was delivered because they were like very clear when I purchased it that it was going to be dropped on the side of the curb. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and that we were going to have to get it into the apartment by ourselves, which was fine and ended up going fine. But it yeah. definitely was like a two-person situation. Yeah, it would been hard alone. So do plan if you're going to buy a large piece of furniture to have someone else with you because you don't want to be like shoving a whole couch up the stairs by yourself. Lift safely. What is it all the, those boxes say? Team lift. Team lift. <laughs> <laughs> Team lift. Something that I've actually started doing um, with all the purchases I make, but specifically with furniture and those kind of more expensive options is like sitting on them. Mm. I have a note in my phone that's just called stuff to buy <laughs> and I'll put a link there and just kind of forget about it because I think something that um, stresses me out a little is like what if I can't find this thing again and I like regret not purchasing it and then I don't know where it is mm. so I just leave the link there which means that I can always click on it again when I find it or when I need it and I'll go back like in a week and I'll click on it and I'll see do I still feel the same way about this thing that I did previously or have we made maybe a different choice that now makes this a bad choice um i just did this with a bunch of duvet covers mm. because as part of our bedroom redo we got a new duvet cover mm. and i had a list of a bunch of stuff and when i went back a week later two weeks later suddenly it was very easy to like delete stuff off that list because i was like i don't even know why i liked this in the first place that makes sense and it turns out that the one we bought, not only had it been on my list for a long time, but I just went back and realized that I pinned it like several months ago. Whoa. Yeah, crazy. So it's meant to be. Wow. I feel really solid in that decision and the spending of that money. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I sometimes find is like Young House Love has this idea of like a phase one. Um, and they're talking specifically about renovations, like when they buy a house, they don't just like gut the whole thing the first week they live there. They like do little updates that are cheaper to kind of see how they're going to live in a space. Mm -hmm. And I think you can do the same thing with decor, especially if you're living in a rented space. Like we had lived here for a year and a half before we painted. And so we made all these decisions, including buying a green couch that were predicated on all of the rooms being white and needing to like put all of this color into the rooms. Mm -hmm. And then when we painted, it kind of changed a bunch of stuff. And luckily the couch still fits. And we like specifically picked a paint color that would go with the couch. Mm -hmm. But in the bedroom, we, as we talked about last time, had these curtains that... Mm -hmm. We had purchased, I think, in that first home goods run, really, because we moved here and we were like, oh, we can like see actual people in the apartments across <laughs> the street. Like, we can see their whole lives so they can see us. Um, and as I said, also, I don't really like curtains at all. So they weren't like the nicest curtains ever. Right. And we needed to replace them. And so I was like online, look at all these curtains. I'm like, wow, curtains are so ugly. Why do they even sell curtains? Did you know that you can sell only one curtain? Like the price that's being shown to you is the price to have only one curtain. And really like most windows, I would say, need two curtains. Scandalous. So, I mean, I'm not going to say like every window because then someone's going to be like, oh, look at this window though. And it has one curtain. It looks really nice. So mm -hmm. like 
or like has three curtains i don't know what's out there three so curtains. i think the I, I i don't know is it possible to have a window with one curtain well i don't know but like if we if we're like very concrete about the answer being no then necessarily someone's gonna prove us wrong i would be interested in being proven wrong i'd be interested <laughs> in seeing a window with one curtain i suppose you could if it's wide enough you could just I think they're those ones that you can, like, tie in the middle, right? So that they, like, go up and down rather than side to side. Hmm. Yeah, feel free to send us pictures of your windows with one curtain, I guess, is what yeah. I'm saying. But one curtain was not going to work for us. So I knew that, like, anything I was looking at, I would have to double the price, essentially, in order to figure out how much it was going to cost me. And then, actually, I would have to quadruple the price because we have two windows and they need two curtains each. So... I'm looking around, I'm looking around. It turns out that I find, like, I'm not going to say the perfect curtains, but these curtains had every color that we were putting in that room in them. Mm. They were black, and they were blush, and they were neutral, and they were from Urban Outfitters. And I guess, like, really, I shouldn't have even gone on the Urban Outfitters website because I knew I couldn't afford anything there. But one of these curtains was $50, which meant the four of these curtains was going to be $200. And I convinced myself emotionally that, like, these were the curtains we needed because they were the perfect color. Mm. And I sat on them for a while, and I kept coming back to them, and I kept liking them, and I was like, am I going to have to do this? because I like them. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of that thing I was talking about too, where like once I'm in something, I just kind of like really dive in because I feel like there's no going back. And I was like, have I just like gotten in so deep that I'm going to spend $200 on curtains right now? And then I was like, okay, let me just go to Home Goods and see what's there because I'm going to be really pissed if I spend $200 on curtains. And then next time I'm in Home Goods, I find out I only had to spend like $50 on curtains. And I found these curtains at Home Goods that were like, Basically, like, the curtains we have in the living room, which are the curtains I like the most, I think. And they were $16 a pair, which is really the only responsible way to sell curtains. And I was just like, I'm not in love with these, and I would argue that I'm still, like, not in love with them. But they're fine. And I don't think they detract at all from the aesthetic we have going on in there. And I'm really glad that I spent... $32 on curtains rather than spending $200 on curtains because now the room has changed more and I feel like it would be really aggressive to have like a black and blush room with black and blush curtains mm. and yeah. so it like allows you to understand that this purchase is more of a stopgap than it is your final solution for the rest of your life mm. and that's something I get in trouble with a lot like I can tell myself that something is an investment and I love it and it's going to last a long time, blah, blah, blah. But that's not really how I decorate. I like a lot of fluidity in my choices. Mm -hmm. So like something that we talked about with the bedroom as well is those shams that we have, which I purchased when we like before we painted. And so the goal of purchasing anything was to add color to the room because the room was white. And we had this like, pink and orange and blue rug and it sounds really crazy right now but it was totally fine when we had it um and that rug has since gone because it no longer matches the room now that it's painted but these shams i had like this vision in my mind that we were gonna get these pink shams 
was that? It's like your thought bubble. Like oh. Your, your division. That's nice. Yeah, thank um, And that, like, they were going to look really good against our blue headboard, and they were going to pull the pink of the rug up, like, <clears throat> onto the bed. And so I was looking everywhere for pink shams, mm-hmm. and you know that problem that we had when we were looking for pink paint that, like, it was so weird that was kind of happening with the shams and I was getting like lots of princess bedding, which Mm. wasn't the vibe. And I found like the perfect colored shams from schoolhouse, which is great. And this is not to malign schoolhouse in any way, but they were $44 a piece. And like come to find out you can also sell shams individually, even though no one only needs one sham. And so I was like, am I really going to pay $88 for shams right now? Are you? Well, see, and usually, like, when I talk to you about these decisions, obviously I want you to, like, like everything Mm -hmm. that's here. So I would want you to say, like, no, I don't like that, which you do. But you never say, no, you shouldn't spend that amount of money. You're Mm -hmm. basically just like, if you want to spend 88 of your dollars on shams, that's fine. Yeah. So that was basically the feedback I got. You were like, those shams are fine. And if you want to spend 88 of your dollars, like, enjoy. And so that's what I did. Because in my mind, like, these are linen shams. And there's all this stuff in the marketing materials about how they age and how, like, the color changes and how beautiful they are, like, 15 years from now, et cetera, et cetera. And really, they are very beautiful. And they're really well made. I really like, um, rather than having, like, the slit in the middle for anyone who's ever used shams, where you like need to stuff the pillow in the middle from both sides, the slits at the end, and then it has like this nice flap. It's like very well engineered. Wow. But now I have $88 worth of shams, and I don't think they match the room, and I think we're trying to force them in there because I spent so much money on them. Mm. And if I had been able to think to myself, like, this is a stopgap decision that I'm making we're going to change this room over the course of several years. It's not going to like go with pink forever. I would have been able to make sort of an intermediate like $20 choice that mm-hmm. would have been serviceable at the time. And then I would feel more fluidity in my ability to make this decision now where we're rethinking the whole room. It's mm. fair. So updates to come on the sham situation because i think when we're done with the bedroom we're gonna want to do like a whole bedroom situation maybe we'll record in the bedroom rather than the living room i mean we could try that for sure do you think it would feel different to the podcast listener to like know they were in the room i don't know we have to make an instagram survey okay that's fair but i mean to kind of counter this point like We've been working on the bedroom for what feels like a very long time, and I actually realized just now is only a month. Um, <laughs> further reflection. Yeah, but like trying to practice what we preach in the sense is very difficult for me, a person with zero patience, because like it's not done right now, and I'm going to go take photos of these shams for the show notes, and I'm not going to be happy with the things that are around the shams because it's not done. And that's kind of stressful, but I know having made these other mistakes that like we want to thrift a headboard and we want to be more conscious with these choices and that we're going to be happier overall with that than if we like just bought a headboard off the internet which we've like thought about doing Mm -hmm. many times over the past month Mm. 
maybe just I was thinking about that. Mm. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I think something that we did really well, though, in terms of our phase one was our art. Mm. Like, we hung our art probably the second or third day we were here. We really wanted to get that done. We had a lot of kind of mishmash stuff that was all over the place. And as illustrated, we like didn't want our stuff being all over the place. <laughs> so we had just kind of hung everything up and we visited in the painting episode that then we like spackled it over and we kind of made better choices the second time around, which was a really easy, cheap fix. Mm-hmm. But one of the things we had done was just kind of like hang our posters from like clips or string or like very temporary clips and string clips and string um i don't know if we have pictures of any of that still so i don't know Maybe if i'll that be able one. To illustrate it did you take a picture of that one? i'm pointing to a poster hanging in our hallway that says do no harm but take no shit i feel like you instagrammed that i did but only the after photo there's Uh, no before photo yeah Yeah, i don't do my own before and afters which is kind of weird because i'm like obsessed with them on the internet but usually i forget or like be a moment i'm bored by the before so i just do the after i don't know yeah maybe i should be better now that i'm like on the internet for real it's about documentation that's true you're way better at documentation than i am though that's true Anyways, <laughs> um, something we, well, let's, let's go back to the beginning of this story, which was that when we redid, when we repainted, we really like, we had invested time and energy in that. So we wanted to kind of do an overall upgrade. Mm. And one of those things included the posters, which like warp over time and really bring sort of like a college vibe to the situation or like a temporary vibe, mm-hmm. I guess. And you have this poster. I have this poster. That I think you should describe. Uh, so it is a poster of John Muir and Theodore Roosevelt in Yosemite. And it's a cool poster for me. I find it cool because it represents, to me, as like a hiker and environmentalist, the influence that an environmentalist could have on American politics at the time. Um, John Muir is the founder of the Sierra Club, which is still a pretty powerful environmental lobby. Uh, but his work directly with Roosevelt influenced a lot of the formation of national parks, specifically Yosemite, but then it translated through history into the national park system today. Controversial figure in some ways, obviously, but all that aside, I find him and that moment to be pretty influential in terms of American politics and environmentalism. So I wanted to hang it uh, by my hiking gear. Originally, I think it was just in the bedroom. It was above my shitty Wayfair uh dresser because whatever and then as we started thinking about it a little more consciously i was like this should be over by the stuff i care about uh in the environmental sense because i care about this for this reason and it was a poster that was given to me by my friend cj it was a poster he had in college i think he just got it at like a store like newberry comics or you know any of those newberry comics i guess is like more of a boston thing but it's just like it's like spencer's yeah or any store where you can get like topical political social commentary shit like posters and books and yada yada anyways it had a big rip in it because it survived you know four years of a boston college scene and then i just kept it with the rip because like whatever it was given to me by my friend and it meant a lot to me um and so finally when we redid it i guess rewind before i was thinking about hanging it by my stuff i was first thinking about getting rid of it 
because I was like, well, this is ripped, and I don't know where it really fits anymore. And then Jordan recommended, well, why don't we frame it and see what happens? And I was like, I don't know. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I feel like um, something that happens when you move in with anyone, but specifically a partner, is like they have stuff that you would not have mm. if you didn't live with them. Mm-hmm. And that's a delicate balance. But I think your posters specifically for me were stuff that I was like, I'm neither here or there or here nor there <laughs> with this. <laughs> like if you had thrown out that John Muir poster, I would have survived. <laughs> but something I know because I've been on the internet and had never tried was framing posters makes them look like art, not like posters. And I was like, okay, we could try this. Like, we have a lot of walls, and so I think the more art, the better in a lot of ways. And I was like, if we're going to do this, why not do it right now and see if it works out? Mm. So I went to Michael's, and usually I like will advocate going to a thrift store or something, and I've definitely bought good frames at Goodwill, but the glory of Michael's is that for some reason they recently realized that no one is buying frames anymore and that they're really expensive for no reason. And so always Michael's frames are like 50 to 70% off. And so you can get some like screaming deals in there. Look out for coupons on their app and stuff too. You can buy frames for like very little money. Mm-hmm. And so I had gone to Michael's and I was picking up a number of frames and I picked up a frame for this thing. And the other interesting thing is this is not a standard sized poster. Mm. So there wasn't a frame that had the exact size that we needed, but that ended up working out really well because then I was able to buy a frame that was a little bit smaller and hide the rip. Yeah. And now it looks great. And after we framed it, I was like, that's when I thought I should go buy my hiking stuff. Uh, Yada, yada. Now the rest is history. It's portrait history. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it looks great. It looks, yeah, it just looks like art. I mean, it is art fundamentally, but, you know, it w- was just like a reproduction, a reproduction of a reproduction, right? It's a poster of a photo print. And now uh, it looks like, I'd say it looks like a professional print, you know, something that you would have to pay a lot of money for as like a original print of a original photo, which is cool. And then that got us on kind of a frame run. Well, see, oddly, I feel like I didn't learn the lesson from mm. this. I was like, oh, I'm glad that worked out and like moved on. <laughs> and then you had that other piece of art that you like got as like a trade for a poem or something. Yeah. So it wasn't even a piece of art that you had chosen. Correct. But that was a piece of art I was happy to let go away. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I was like not making any moves to save it. Mm-hmm. And you were like, oh, maybe I'll just pick up a frame for it. Because I think maybe you had learned the lesson. Yeah, I was starting to. <laughs> and I was coming around to it. I was like, okay, well, that's not going to take any of my time or money. So like, what else? Yeah. And you came home and the thing was in the frame and we put it on the wall. And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> and that was like the moment for me that it really made sense. And that's when I went out and I bought all the poster frames because it was suddenly clear to me that this was going to be a good investment. And poster frames are pretty big in terms of standard size frames. Mm -hmm. And so they would be really expensive, except literally this shit was 70% off at Michael's. So I bought three frames for less than the price of one frame. Mm. Felt great about it. 
would highly recommend because now I feel like every single one of these pieces looks like actual art Mm -hmm. and we look like grown ass adults and it's so nice. Yeah. It's a good vibe. Yeah. So I think that like hanging it the first time and just having it up was a good move so that we could get ourselves to this learning experience of (laughs) the final product. Yeah. And I love stuff like this because like I got three poster frames for 30 bucks and for 30 bucks we've like changed the whole situation in the same way that like the paint changed the whole apartment. I feel like all of this framed art is just like changing whole rooms. Yeah, that's fair. And I love tips like that that are just like super easy. Yeah. And I didn't invent this tip. Literally everyone before me has said this and I just started believing it. But like if my believing it helps someone else believe it, I hope that that works out. Yeah, there's this, uh, and I might misquote it, so maybe we should look it up. But as we talk about this now, I remember in like Beacon Hill area, Boston, when it's like urban hike around there and around like the Esplanade there, there's a, a frame shop. With, like, I do remember that frame shop. Yeah, and it, it had this quote I always liked. It said to the effect, uh, there's no bad art, just bad framing. I like that. I yeah. think that, yeah, that is really pretty true, at least in our experience. Like, I think, especially that weird piece of art that I was going to let you throw away, <laughs> like, revolutionized yeah. by the frame, for yeah. sure. Agreed. So, yeah, I think, obviously, an evolving process, and we can revisit it when we talk about the bedroom, because that's kind of our next experiment in it. But the more patience I put toward this process, I think the more happy with it I am. Yeah. So this week is Thanksgiving when Mm. you're listening to this episode and we usually air episodes on Wednesdays, by Mm -hmm. which I mean the past three times we've done that. Um, So we'll see what happens. We will be coming at you with a Thanksgiving recap sometime in the next week or so. Mm. Get your decorative gourds ready. (laughs) We can do some like day of Instagram activity with your decorative gourd if you uh, want. Yeah, think about it. We're trying to plan a boomerang, but like we'll see um, how successful that is. My <laughs> internet agility is not like that level, maybe. <laughs> Advanced maneuvering. Yeah. But have a good holiday, and we'll see you next time.